Hello and welcome to the Beyond the Hustle podcast. My name is Lydia Wilmsen and I'm a mindset and business coach for high achieving entrepreneurs. In this podcast, I share insights into how you can create a life of freedom, happiness and personal fulfillment while increasing financial success way beyond what you have achieved with hustle alone so far. Plus, every other week I interview inspiring and out-of-the-box thinking entrepreneurs. Have fun and enjoy! Welcome to today's episode and today I have an interview with Mina Hu and she was previously a software engineer in Silicon Valley and now is real estate investor and coach and I'm very excited to yeah to hear your story today so welcome to the show Mina thank you for having me Nidia and as per usual as we start is to get a little bit of your background story like where do you come from who are you and What do you do? That's my very first question for you. Hi, everybody. I'm uh, Mina Hu. I come from China. Both my parents are teachers. I was always uh, taught to have a stable job. And in the generation I was growing up, software engineering was great way to make money. And it's a very popular major. So I got into software engineering Lucky enough, I like software engineering, so I did my bachelor and my master degree in software engineering and then landed a job in a Swedish company, Ericsson. So did that for many years. Um, and then I got an opportunity to move to California, Silicon Valley, for to join a new team there. Um, from there, my life took a different turn that I never expected. I met my husband and then he was in real estate investing before I even met him. And he got me into finance and investing. And eventually I quit my job ahead of him because he, you know, we, we decided that for the family because our kids was born. And then it's better mm. that I quit my job and focus on our investing side hustle for full-time, turn it into a full-time gig. So that's how we, how I got out of a full-time job and become my own boss. And after that, we bought more properties. We um, built few, a few businesses and now... I'm also getting into coaching so I can share my experience and help other people do the same. Super, super interesting. And I obviously already had a little glimpse on, on your website. So it would be very interesting, like you shared your story, how you even got out of China. And you already mentioned that there is a different mindset of what the kids should do and do something that brings money. So would you like mm -hmm. to, to share what made you escape or not escape that's perhaps the wrong word but made made you leave China like why did you even go to to the US in that way yeah for me it's a totally it won't be a story that you even imagined like I don't have a plan to say I want to go to America to pursue my American dream for me it's just uh, I This is something that is really interesting. Um, China has a term called "shenu," in English means leftover woman. So for any woman that is not 
married at 25 years old, which is like really young. If you're not married at 25 years old, they think you lost your competitive edge. You are too, you know, too, too, too old to, to choose your life. You're like, so no one wants you <laughs> and you're gone. Yeah. You're left over at 25. Yeah, you're left a child. Um, now I'm looking at it as like so young, 25 years old. But yeah, that, that was a culture at that time. And I was under lots of pressure to, you know, get rid of that label. I want to be not a leftover woman. I want to be a valued woman. So um, I was going, you know, my parents introduced me to a, to a guy in, in, in China and then met every criteria for marriage stable job, a condo in Beijing. And, uh, you know, um, I don't want to disclose too much details in case people <laughs> put them into that uh, position. Anyway, so um, we got engaged and I realized that I couldn't imagine what my future would be with this relationship. One month after, I just, you know, panicked and I said, I can't, you know, I can't, make this decision for my life. And I can't even imagine how my future will be, how my family would be, how I raise my kids with, with this guy. Um, he's very nice. We're just not fit for each other. So I, I decided to say, hey, because I was a software engineer before, which I don't get much chance to meet different people. So I decided to get into a project manager role. And I told my boss and I said, hey, I want to... Um, quit this job and go to a different company. And he, she said, she said, um, oh, I happen to build a new team in Silicon Valley. Do you want to come? I was like, I never thought about going to US. Like uh, growing, when I was in college, a lot of people around me was like, my only dream is going to US. I never thought about it, um, but I was not, you know, I don't have anything to lose at this point. Um, and then sounds like a really interesting work opportunity. So I decided to go and I got interviewed. I got an offer and I said goodbye to my friends all within a month. And I just said, you know, bye-bye. I'm going to to California. So yeah, there, there, there I was, um, you know, that's how I Amazing. got out of uh, China, not and of course, when I come to U.S., wasn't the plan that, you know, I want to get out of the hamster wheel. I want to get into investing. That never was in my mind. But my life kind of take a turn from there because I decided to get out of an environment that does not have the exact things I was looking for. Of course, in that time, it's just, uh, you know, mm. a good relationship, a, a, a man that I saw that I would you know, grow and then become better every day with. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's how I, 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 mm. I came to the U.S. It's very interesting and ties very nicely in with lots of the philosophies that I teach or mindset, like mindset perspectives I have and, and teach is this, you know, like sometimes you really have to let go and 
so much amazingness can come from this place of just letting go and taking an opportunity, not with this idea of, you know, like, like with detachment almost, because you said, you know, I didn't go there to have this big, amazing job and all of that. It was just like, okay, new opportunity. Let's just go and being totally open to what would happen. And yeah, you met your husband there. Um, you started your family. You have a very successful business or several businesses. So how was the shift from being a software engineer? And I guess it still was part of your identity to then let go of that, like another thing of letting go also like culturally wise, you know, like have a good job, you know, what you said, your parents were teachers and told you this is how you, how you do things, so to say. So how was this step for you to let go of, um, yeah, of your software engineer title, so to say, and go all in yeah. into a different direction? It, this might sound surprising to you. Um, I'm still programming because I like the, I don't like every aspect of software engineering. What I love most is the automation part. I like to be able to, you know, writing script to automate the things that I, it's manual. Now I can automate it and then make it efficient. I, I guess I never let go that, you know, I was a software engineer because I loved the job. It's just uh, investing and uh, owning businesses give me more freedom. By, by freedom, I mean financial freedom and also freedom to have more time, how to spend my time. Where do I want to live? Do I want to, and who do I want to spend my time with? And as I was getting into investing and running businesses, I also find there's a very important aspect that I never thought before the freedom lies is the emotional freedom. Because I think the first few years of, you know, after quitting my job, I was, you know, experienced all kinds of emotions, anxiety, worry, um, you know, in, felt in, like not confident and then and sometimes excited and then sometimes, you know, super joyful. I really realized that another, the, the, the next level of freedom is to actually be able to master our emotions. To, when we build the fortune and the, free, the, the financial freedom to have more time, do not lose ourselves in the process and to still be able to master our emotion and to have a better emotional experience. So that's how, you know, if I look back my whole life, not sound like I'm, I'm, I'm that old, uh, but the, 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 the few ye the years that has passed, that what I really, you know, summarize what I have been pursuing is the freedom in finance, time, and then emotions. Getting out of software engineer, it was, it's like I said before, I never planned for it when we started. So I, I got into real estate because I saw my, my husband had real estate um, before, uh, not before, when, when we met, he already owned properties. And he had a really struggling managing those properties far away because we were in California and his property is in Canada. So I just jumped in and said, let me help. I'm good at coordination and I'm good at communication. Let me communicate with the property manager and then make sure things are generating the most value. So that's how I got in. I think half year into 
managing the property managers, we let them go because just not, it's really hard to communicate with them and then different mindset. They always think, you know, the problem is in our property instead of trying hard to help us. So we decide to let them go and hire our own people. And at the same time, our first son was born and we bought another big property. And it's like a lot of things together and really pushed me hard into that, you know, property management and investing. Um, But we didn't even think about quitting at that time. So 2018 is when our second son was born and we we were, you know, doing the budgeting for the family. And then my husband mentioned that, you know, we really can enable you to quit and then focus on the business more so that, um, you know, mm. it's good for overall for the family. I think I saw it for about six months and then um, I was like really hesitating whether, because that's the only thing I know. That's the, that's the first yeah. job I had for many years. I never, you know, tried different companies, but then decided, yeah, this is the right way. At least I can try and then see what happens. So I quit my job. And I think six months after that, I made it a goal to get my husband to retire, mm-hmm. you know, through the, through the, through the things, you know, the business we are running. I met my goal. So two, two years after is, which is the timeline I said that we got my husband to quit his job at Google, which is like, ah, really, really hard to let that much, you know, salary go. Um, but we decided it's better for the business and for the family. So that's how, how, how I got out of it. Um, yeah, let me let me um, step in there for a moment because there's so much that you say, and I want to like get everything of it. And um, like the first thing that you mentioned that I really really liked was um, like this next level of business, next level of freedom. Um, it's really beautiful because you know, like I also talk a lot about mastering your emotions and how you put it into almost like a not a timeline but into a line, or it could be almost like a timeline. Is first you have freedom of money. Like many people get to freedom of money, but then do you have freedom of time? Most of the people don't, Mm -hmm. you know, and then it's like, you can have freedom of money and then you can have freedom of time. And then you added this third layer to it, which I really, really loved. What about your emotions? You know, all people then think, oh, you have freedom of, of money and time. And now, you know, like in paradise, but what is with your emotions? And I would really love to hear a little bit more about that. What were your steps? Um, because it doesn't come by itself. You know, it's not you have time and money and then your emotions are calm. Because you said, you know, there was still lots of anxiety and lots of joy and almost like, you know, up and down. So could you say a little bit more around, yeah, what helped you or how did you perhaps even be more challenged with emotions, with this huge responsibility. And now you said like even retiring your husband, not having the the financial checks coming in every month anymore, like all the emotions also with family, you know, that come up. Like what were your steps around, yeah, mastering your emotions? I won't say I understand every emotion. Um, the one I experience most is anxiety. It, it come in different phases. So the first time I experienced anxiety that really strong is after my son was born because um, we were... The first one. Looking, yeah, the first one. We were like first time parents and both my husband 
and I were working a full-time job, um, you know, self-engineering can be quite demanding and a new baby. Uh, and we were also, we didn't hire a nanny at that time. So we were working from home, take turns to work from home and take care of him at the same time. That was really extensive. I feel the first six months is very dark for me because what I experienced for anxiety is that I'm trying to put myself in many different places and taking up lots of responsibilities and not be able to focus on any of them. So I think that one of the reasons why I quit my job is that I feel like I'm putting myself in different sandboxes because we were working full time, we were developing our business, um, you know, buying more property, managing more property in our, you know, free time. And then at the same time, having kids, I feel like I'm putting myself in several sandboxes, but I wasn't able to focus, I feel proud that, you know, I'm doing well in all of them. So that's why I we got rid of that, you know, the, the job part and then say, let's focus on the kids and the, the businesses. So that's the first part. The second time that I having more anxiety is after in, in 2020, just before the lockdown, the global lockdown, we bought a boutique in, in Canada. And then, you know, the fear of, you know, how, how would, how would our business do is a, is a like hotel, a right? Business. Boutique in means like yeah. hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How, how would that do? Um, and then we are also um, trying to build up the team. So I was doing like front desk, housekeeping and on call. And then, you know, um, and also like business, lead the business operation, all that finance, all of that in together. I remember one day, I think it's Christmas last year, uh, I was getting ready to go to the inn. And I just suddenly realized I was walking because I sent my car to to U.S. for importing and I was walking to the inn. And I just suddenly realized I have come so far from, you know, what I was to where I am right now. Did I even stop and celebrate or do I just keep going and to say, hey, I want more, I want more. There's a next challenge. I want to solve it. If I don't know how to solve it, I feel anxious, right? So just that thought, it makes me kind of pause and then realize that I don't have to go that fast if I don't want to. I can't let myself, like we have that freedom to to just stop and have a, you know, take a deep breath, not, not literally say take a deep breath, but a card, like just the, the pay side. So that's, I think the way that I, I, I handle anxiety, that emotion is really to, to, to realize that do I have to put myself in so many different areas to, because a lot of times it's just a choice, right? Um, and then to realize that, focus on the present moment. One of the, one of the tips I want to share that um, really somebody, um, Marie Folio, she mentioned one thing that really helped me. So when, when she was building her business, she mentioned that, oh, she was doing waitress 
um, in restaurants and she was teaching people, you know, dances and at the same time building up her business. And then she mentioned that she have learned, trained herself. If she's waitering, her only focus is waitering. If she's teaching people dancing, her only focus is teaching people dancing. If she's building her business, her only focus is building her business. So I think that to change your focus to whatever you are doing at that moment, not to think about everything else that you need to do, is a great way to calm your nerve system and to you know, um, help with that anxiety. And that's just one emotion. I find overall for the emotion, the mastery, the first thing for me is awareness. You can't say I want to change it if you are not aware, if I, if you don't understand yourself. So really understand hey, what emotion do I experience most and what are the triggers? What do I do when I'm triggered? I used to have a habit is, you know, when I feel anxious, I make myself even more anxious by, you know, keep checking things. <laughs> so now I know it does not help. I just say, hey, I feel anxious. If I start to check things, I told myself to stop. So really to understand yourself and try different ways to help it. It's not like you read a post online and then you feel like, oh, this is so good. This is so right. I try one time, it should work. It won't. You have to practice different ways, see what works best for you. Yeah. It, it's a journey. You would never to say, come to a point and say, I must all the emotions. Is even you master one emotion, you might still get it 95% of time, but 5% you might be really, you know, intense, still feel it. So it's a it's a journey that you know you you mm-hmm. go through. But it's it's a journey worth pursuing to master emotion, to have the freedom of from your emotions. Yeah. yeah, I love that. And I love two points you made here. Like one is like, if you have many hats on or whatever, it's always a choice. So many people, I think they get stuck in this. This happens to me. I don't have a choice, which is not true. And mm-hmm. you just said like, yeah, it really needs this awareness to understand yourself and try different paths. And yeah, you will you will get out of that. And like this focusing on the one thing you're doing right now. That it might not be for everyone, but definitely for many people that this is really the key to things. What I also like before that, like you said before, because so many people think they have to give up things. And you said, hey, I kept the the nice things about programming, for example. Like, yeah, you're not a software engineer anymore, or at least you don't bring the money in through that anymore. But you still can do the nice things. So many people think like when they step into freedom and they let go of stuff, they have to let go of everything. But it's not true, you know? Like it's more about, again, choice. Do I choose what I Mm. like or do I choose all the things that... And it's a different belief system. Like, can you believe that this is available? So I really love that. As you are saying that, I think it's also... It's it's a build-up confidence in yourself that... Like the more I say I I can let go that part, the more I found confident in myself that without that thing, I will still feel good or even better. Is I think through your experience, you build up that confidence in yourself that I I have the choice. I totally believe you mentioned that a lot of people think, you know, things happen to them, so they don't have choice. I'm a true believer things happen for me. So every emotional roller coaster or like the negative emotional experience, I find that coming out of it, 
I learned a ton than just a, a normal day. It, it is a true opportunity if you feel anxious or if you feel fearful right now, if you feel worried, use that to your advantage to understand yourself, to see how I can operate my life differently. You appreciate yourself taking that effort to really understand yourself. And the next thing that you said, um, which I also like, I want to celebrate you as well, because you, I don't know if it was last Christmas or the one before that you, yeah, that you said like, hey, let's pause and let's celebrate where I am. And this is so much like for the audience, for everyone who's listening, like many high achievers, many overachievers, you know, it's always like, oh, what's the next thing and the next thing. And instead of like taking a pause and reflecting on, wow, how far have I come? And what if I just stayed here for a moment and enjoyed that? So. Can you tell a little bit more, perhaps, how you do that now? Like, probably after this first, like, wow, let's celebrate. What does your day look like? Like, how do you integrate these these learnings, integrate these learnings for mm -hmm. yourself? I think you might be uh, looking for some kind of ritual or some kind of uh, process <laughs> that I'm using to yeah. to celebrate myself. Oh, in the middle, set, time, set timer to, to, to say to celebrate yourself. Um, For me, I wanted to do that, but I find it's not just too too rigid for me. For me, is is I think it also comes from that awareness to remind yourself to celebrate. I just use one example. After I quit my job, at the same time we hired nanny to take care of both kids, so I can focus on the business. But I realized that I didn't actually enjoying the the freedom of you know not having a, a boss anymore like I'm, I'm I'm my own boss I'm still operating from that nine to five so I like nanny come in I ran upstairs and start my work and I when I was I was sitting there I was thinking about kids and then I'm, I'm with kids I'm thinking my about my work so the first six months actually wasn't really what I expected you know that freedom Until I realize, stop, enjoying this, you know, now you have the time to schedule yourself. You can, in the middle of the day, come down and play with the kids or take a coffee break and then come down and play with the kids. Or if you even hear them laughing, just stop your work and run down and see what's happening. I think it is just the, you know, that awareness that, One thing you can use, I use it sometimes, is when use your negative experience as a trigger. So when you, let's say you feel anxious, you feel like challenged that I, why can't I get these things off? Um, instead of go directly to say, blame yourself or push yourself and to say, hey, you know, go ahead and solve it. That's a moment to not to say, you know, be be lazy or I like just always look at the positive side. But at that moment to give yourself, a, you know, a pep talk and to say, hey, you know, I did that before. Last time it was really challenging, but I solved it. And I believe in myself that I can do it again. So just that simple, you know, reminder that um, I can do it again um, is a way to, for me to, celebrate myself and to look ahead and not be afraid of the challenge ahead of me. Oh yeah, I love that. And I love these little like little awarenesses and little insights, right? We always think also in personal development, it's the big thing. And then as you said, 
you do it once and everything has changed and it's not true and even that you mentioned mm-hmm. yeah it took you six months to get there to to change into I'm my own boss and that means I don't have to sit there at the laptop from eight o'clock in the morning until five like all these things they sound so easy they sound so yeah of course but then translate this into reality into your own reality that's like a big step and I love that you mentioned these things also very openly because also a lot out there, you know, on IG and everywhere, it's like all the famous lifestyle. We have made it all. That's bullshit. Like most reality is still to struggle through and to get to that next level. So thank you for mm-hmm. being so open. And perhaps I would love to hear a little bit more about your business that you started during COVID. So the the hotel, the boutique in. What do you think, like what made you, what made it work? Because it was a difficult time for a hotel business. So mm-hmm. what are your thoughts, perhaps from a mindset perspective, but also practical perspective? What made it work in such a difficult time, difficult circumstance? I will share that it was really scary. It's not, now we have more confidence that hotel is still an industry that makes um, lots of money, hospitality. And then you can also gather or also um, have lots of experience that really, you know, people come to your hotel and they so like enjoying it and they had a great time with their family, friends. Like it's, it's a great rewarding business as well. For the first few months, um, so we bought in February and then March, it started lockdown and my husband started to work from home. We know that at that, because we always manage our investing from California, like in different time zones. We, we manage that. But for a hotel, without even a team there, it's really hard for us to, to, to do it. So we actually just packed up, sold our house, packed up uh, and drove back. I think four days from California to Canada. So we just moved back to, to run the, to run, to get the business going. Um, the first few months was really scary. I think one of, th- one of the things that really helped is the, the, the relationship between my husband and I, we panic at different times. So there is always a grounding, a people grounding at any moment. The first few months, he was that grounding post that, you know, just to say, hey, let's focus on what we can do at this moment. Don't worry about the big environment. Let's focus on renovations. Let's focus on open up few rooms. Because for us, it's several challenges combined together, the COVID. And then we bought this in. It, it was a long long-time brand. The, the brand has been known in the community for a long time. It's just the, the, the people who who owned before just let it run down. So we also combined the challenge of starting a new business, um, but also um, bring up the property to, you know, standard. the standard we want. The first few months, um, it's just to focus on what we can do, you know, today, this week and this month. And I didn't know that actually was the principle that helped us to, you know, going through the whole thing. And now the, the second year of the business, we are already profiting a lot. 
um, from from the business is to really focus like using using an allergy when you drive at night you can't see your destination you only focus on where your lights goes and you just focus on okay I'm gonna drive to follow the lights so that's how we did it's just continuous improving and just focus on the things that's just ahead of us like okay lockdown then let's you know serve whatever gas that's come in you know right now even just a few gas one gas or two gas per day let's serve them well make them feel really valued really happy and then eventually like this year we've been having really great occupancy because of the you know the good reviews we get from um 2020 and then a lot of repeat guests and then we we also you know adding more surveys um we at last year we only did uh, only opened the, the lodging part. And this year we started the restaurant, opened the restaurant, and then we're going to open another restaurant this year. So it just really focus on what's in front of you. And I also believe, um, I think it's from Tony Robbins' book that I keep repeating to myself, is all business have seasons. Like your life have seasons too. So if we are in the winter right now, like last year we were in the winter, that means spring gonna come. And the winter is the time you, you know, take a rest and then to really build up the strategy, build up the team, and then spring comes and then boom, you are, you know, the business is booming. That's exactly what we did. And we are also, you know, looking forward to another spring and summer, you know, when 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 things getting better. Um, like we're, we get into more less, less restrictions. Yeah, so that's what I, the principle I use, you know, focus on the front, what's in front of you, and then believe that, you know, it have up and downs, up and downs, but it has seasons. Mm. And then if you're in the winter, just stay a little bit longer, the spring gonna come. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And also what you said before, like different almost times where you panic or your partner panics, like also... Yeah, it's also a really nice thing of seeing things. As we get to the end of the interview, um, what are some more, it might be investment tips. Perhaps you have some investment tips as you obviously come from a long time on, of investing. What are pr of principles you have to follow? And also obviously mindset tips or also practical tips around business. So free flow for you, basically. Investment tips. Um One thing come to my mind is budgeting. I think if you say, hey, I want more money, but you are even scared of looking at your bank account because it's so low, or if you are so frustrated in when you look at, like you, you don't even know how much you are spending, how much you are earning every month, that is, you, you have to get over that to learn budgeting. And a lot of people think budgeting is this complicated process. Like they think about the companies that do their, you know, budgeting season and they 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 have like very complex, a whole accounting team to do that. It's not really true. Like for you to start, it's just the budgeting your your monthly income and monthly expense. Because you need to know how much you can spend on investing and whether you need to save more or whether you need to get a better job, like all those things, it takes steps. It's not like you go from, you know, 
whatever you are and just to investing, you need to understand what where your budget is. And also for me, investing, it's just uh, even getting into, you know, buying properties, it's just a number game. You put it into Excel and then say, hey, what's the income? What's the expense? Can I make money? How much I want to offer this property? At the end, to me, it's just a math game. If you know how to use Excel, if you know how to do addition, <laughs> even use Excel, you don't even need to know the addition and the and deduction. It's just, uh, you know, use that and then, so for, for me to, to learn investing, the first step is to learn budgeting. I love that. Yeah. And it also shows, you know, like everyone can start at any time. Like I see that, but running away from numbers and saying it's not for me. Yeah. That's a sure way to keep yourself from, from that very mm -hmm. expansive field, so to say. And what would be perhaps as a last thought be one, two more tips or perhaps thoughts around mindset? What helps you to, to get to the next stage? What helped you to overcome many of the challenges that you already mentioned? One mindset that plays a big role in my life, and I learned this, I, I don't know that from beginning, I learned this from my own struggles is to the mindset to turn problems into opportunities. This is related with emotions as well. I used to go through, you know, those up and downs in my in my life. At, at one point I thought, hey, maybe I should check whether I have bipolar. Because it's just, the, you know, when I'm productive, I'm so productive. When I'm no, I just don't even want to, you know, do anything. And then I realized that's my, at that time was my big goal for me to, hey, how do I, to have less downs, like have more ups. And I just started to observe myself. I noticed that I have no control of up and downs, but I have control over when the, the trigger happens, how I respond to it. My old operating system is, you know, when a challenge happens, I started to push myself or, you know, really blame myself and say, hey, why didn't, why did you let it happen? Why didn't you, like, you, you, you know, you need to do this, but you don't do it. You are lazy, like all this self-blaming. And I'm pushing myself down even further till I reach the bottom and then say, hey, I can't live like this. So that's why, you know, I have that up and downs and I was trying to change it. But until I realized that is at that moment, the first challenge happened, how I respond to it really matters. That's I learned. And so many of my experience prove that every problem is an opportunity in disguise. It depends on how you respond to it. Mm -hmm. So now, you know, my operating system is to, okay, hmm, this is a, I don't want to fail this. This is a negative experience. And how do I, what can I learn? Maybe it's, oh, that means I need to learn in this area more. Maybe I need to learn um, leadership more. Or maybe I need to, you know, build our relationship before I need to lead that relationship. So like all kinds of things that I started to be aware when the challenge happens. I look at not as a problem I need to get rid of, but an opportunity to learn what I can learn from this. What do I need to build? What do I need to have in order to solve these challenges? 
And then it become not up and down, but a ladder. You know, every problem it builds out to you to be better. And then you will have bigger problems, big challenges, but the reward is also big. Yeah. I love that. And I actually love this also as an end note from you today, because again, this is such a, such a huge thing for so many entrepreneurs out there, the ups and downs. And how do you change that? You don't change it once you're already at the lowest part, you know, like learn to, to work with the triggers from the beginning on. And um, yeah, and then you build a ladder instead of this this up and down. I like this, this picture you gave us there. So obviously if people want to find you, I guess I will put your website in there, perhaps some social media contacts. Would that be good to have that in the show notes to contact you or any other preferred way? Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is my most active platform. So just search for Mina Hu. Um, and then my website is uh, walkthefreedompath.com. Okay, perfect. Both of them will be in the comments. And I'm so much looking forward when traveling is open again. And I will for mm. sure go perhaps with my partner on a little trip to Canada and visit you in your inn. This will be amazing. Yeah, so excited. good. Okay, thank you for your time, Minna, and your experience and your knowledge. It was amazing having you on the show today. Thank you. Thank you, Nidia. Really honored to be here. Did you like this podcast episode? Then please share it with people who you know could benefit from it. Also, I would be super grateful if you could leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It would mean such a lot to me. If you want to stay connected with me, please join my Telegram channel for daily mini reminders around mindset, business growth, investing and living life to the fullest. Or message me directly on Instagram or LinkedIn. You will find all the links in the show notes. Thank you for listening and until the next episode. Much love, Lydia.